So we want to talk about prime numbers. Why do we want to talk about prime numbers? To serve as an example for certain uh, uh, ones of us that would have it that mathematics is some kind of uh, uh, backdoor to uh, general human wisdom and understanding and knowledge of, of oneself. Meaning we see that there's a certain kind of position uh, probably stemming most notably from the, the work of 17th century thinkers that has applied to natural philosophy, to physics, that would have it that uh, math is, again, this, this kind of magical uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, way to view reality that bypasses ourself. It has nothing to do with me. It's the mathematical reality. I can ignore myself and say that really I don't count. Why? Because I have these equations. I have these mathematical higher realities that everything really is about. And, uh, and that's that. So we can uh, work through a concept such as prime numbers and see as to whether or not that impression shall then hold. So what is a prime number? A prime number is any number that is divisible by its only by itself in one. So for example, um, uh, two is divisible strictly by two or by one, uh, by whole numbers, right? We, two divided by two is one and two divided by one is two. And we have three, three is divisible by three, and three is divisible by one. Four, however, is divisible by one, by four, and by two. Five is another prime number, divisible by only by five and by one. Six, by, by three, by two, by six, by one. Seven, prime number, eight, four, two, eight, one. Right? Did we miss anything? Think not. Nine, three, three, nine, one. Ten, five, two, we get the point. Right? So uh, th- it would appear that, and there's whole things, right? Calculating the, the highest prime number. Computers are busy doing that. I think they... Uh, joined together computers to, to make supercomputers to calculate the highest possible prime numbers. And it's like a really mysterious thing. It's like th- there must be prime numbers somewhere that they have nothing to do with us. They're objective as opposed to our subjectivity. So what's really going on with prime numbers? What are prime numbers? How do we make sense of them? So first of all, we can ask what is a number in general? So a way to view, view it here, it, it would appear that, you know, it's, it's counting things. But what, what does it mean to count things? And it, being that everything is a specific thing, for example, something is a, a sock or a car or a leaf or a bug or an emotion or a thought. How do we add all of this up, right? One sock plus one bug, uh, there would be a sock and a bug, mathematicians. So you can't add that up. So what are we even adding up? And what is this, this thing that's always the same to itself that we're adding up? So the way perhaps to view it is that a number is... A decision to, to view something uh, as um, different from something else, whatever that may be. It's, it's, it's simply the notation of variation in and of its own self. For example, I note that the, uh, I look up at the sky, I just see a sky, but then I note a distinct cloud and I can refer to that as one. And then I look around and I see a distinct leaf and I can refer to that as two. And I look around and I notice a distinct uh, pebble on the ground, I can, I can count that as three. So now we, we're able to do that, and then we can refer back to, um, to given uh, specific things and consequently navigate the world in an amazing way. That's also something briefly we can touch upon. How is it that mathematics enables us to navigate the world so, so amazingly to, to launch people to, to the moon and in space and satellites and amazing technology and all of this? But doesn't it also imply that math is some kind of, there's a real objective mechanical nature to reality that is other than anything to do with us? So we would say that, um, being that we're dealing here with these abstract notations of variations, we can then relate them to particular things. And we are then consequently creating the divisions that we're dealing with in our mathematical work. So for example, 
we tend to think that uh, given the, from one space to another space or from one point, excuse me, to another point, there is a halfway mark, period. There is a halfway mark. And consequently, that leads to some amazing paradoxes. For example, how is motion possible? If first, uh, let's say, uh, uh, part of the, the paradox of what is it, the ancient Greeks, uh, let's say that uh, a rabbit starts off on a race or, or a turtle starts off on a race. It gets the 10 feet ahead. Now the rabbit starts off. So in order for the rabbit to get to uh, the, the turtle, it would first have to get to the halfway mark, correct? But in order to five feet here, but in order to get to the halfway mark, it would have to get to the halfway mark of that, 2.5 feet. In order to get to the halfway mark of that, it would have to get to the halfway mark of that and so forth and so on to infinity. So consequently, logic says that the, the, uh, the rabbit can never ever catch up with the turtle. All right, and yet we know it can. So what's going on? So we would say that we cannot say that there is a halfway mark to a given space if we haven't bothered to create it, meaning that is our choice to, to note that there's a halfway mark. For example, if it's not clear, let's say we're flying in a plane and we look out the window and we see a landscape. We can easily pinpoint approximately the halfway mark. Would we say that there's any kind of reality to whatever we pinpointed other than us pinpointing it, that that really is the halfway mark in some other way? No, obviously. So we'd say it's the same thing as it concerns anything else. From a given distance, we can pinpoint a halfway mark. We, we, uh, look, we're looking at a board that, that we would measure as five feet with a, with a, a ruler or a measuring device. If we're standing five feet away from it, we can pinpoint the, the halfway mark. It'll be different if we stand 10 feet away, 20 feet or whatever exactly the, the numbers would be. It'll be different if we come very close to it. So visually, we can do a halfway mark tactically. No, wrong word. Using our, our touch sensations, we can find a halfway mark. So it's purely our notation. So consequently, we're the ones that are dividing up perceptual reality and then dealing with it using these abstracted notations of variations, which refer back to that perceptual reality. So consequently, we are able to navigate in our experience, uh, in our sense experience, very successfully. Using math, or another brief example, um, for example, we can um, uh, figure out how many pages of, of a book we need to read per day in order to finish it in time. How, how do, and then we do it, and it happens, and we finished it in time. It's a miracle. How did we do it? So we'd say we're the ones that are dividing the book up and are counting what it means for there to be a page. And we're the ones that are dividing what it means for there to be a day. Then we're using something in sense perception to, to, as a marker. Okay, a day is, is midnight when the clock shows midnight. A day is when the sun goes up and down. Whatever you want to say. A book is when I've read or a page is when I've reached the end of this page. This, this word right here. We can do that later. But initially it was a purely logical operation using these abstracted notations of variations that only afterward... We relate it to our decisions in experiential reality. Uh, and that consequently, obviously, we were able to successfully finish the book on time. It's nothing too ma magical or mysterious. We don't want to make it too superficial. It's very interesting, but it's, it's, it, it might not be precisely what some people would have it to be. Anyhow, prime numbers, we would say, um, first of all, uh, uh, the, for there to be any numbers at all, then we say we have to make those decisions. Uh, we have to decide for, for to, to make an additional variation from something that, uh, from something else. Using simply marks, we have to have a new mark. If we keep making the same mark, one, 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 we're just going to have one. We have to make a two, and then we have to make a three, and we have to make a four. So we have as many numbers as, uh, first of all, this is a different uh, issue, we have as many numbers as we've, we've made distinct marks. And if we want those marks to make sense, they have to refer to a decision, again, to conceive of some kind of variation of any sort. Whether it's a variation, it's a distinct emotion, a distinct thought, excuse me, a distinct sound, a distinct sight, a distinct smell, whatever the case may be. All right? So 
That's one thing. And from there, we would say that we have to further have a rule. A prime number is only prime if we are, if we insist on dividing equally into, well, for, let's break that down. So let's say we want to divide four into two. What does the two stand for? The two stands for the decision to have two groups which have to contain all of the members designated by the sign four. Meaning we have to put four members into two groups. So it means four divided by two. So here we have we would insist in, in normative mathematical rules of putting an equal number of members in each group. So two members in one group and two members in another group. Consequently, we get two. Right? And we go backwards, two times two is four. Four divided by two is two. Right, so here, in order to have any prime numbers, we have to insist on that rule, which we can call it arbitrary, we can call it whatever you want to call it, but it is a rule of ours. Why? Because think about it, let's say that we give up that rule, and it doesn't matter how many members we put in each group, and we want to divide um, five, uh, uh, five, right? So then we can, or we want to divide four into two groups, we can place three into one group and one in another group. So then who knows how even we would say it, four divided by two would be three and one, but it's something we can do. In real life, we have four people that want to be on a team. Right, what can we do? Maybe tug of war, right? There's two sides, the, the four members divided by two sides. We can put two on one side and two on another, or if it's unequal, or I mean the, the weights and all of that and the strength, we can put three people on one side and one person on another side. So if we simply allow that, then we don't have any more issue of prime numbers because, uh, uh, again, think about it. Let's say we want to, um, uh, we say, Seven is prime because it's only divisible by uh, seven and one. Only if we insist on placing an equal number of members in the groups. If we don't, we can divide seven into two groups, for example. How? By placing six on one side, one on the other side. Or into three groups by placing, uh, what do we say, seven did we say? By placing two and two, that's four and then three. So having two members, two members, four, and then three members, and so forth and so on. So right away, we don't have any more prime numbers if we don't have this this rule that we have to insist on. Further, we would say, um, what does it mean to, to, for something to be prime? We would say that it's a particular decision of ours to note a, a particular thing. That is, we have to have the concept, the complicated concept of a group, and we have, have to have the complicated concept that we're de- placing all of the members designated by the first number into the groups, and we have to stick to this rule. And only then do we have a particular um, a particular outcome that we then call prime. So we see these are all our decisions. They're contingent on our decisions to uh, split up uh, uh, things and to have decisions uh, to to uh, to have notations of variations, and they're contingent on us keeping to that rule. And then indeed we have what we call prime numbers. But if we abandon that and we abandon our decisions and we abandon our attention, then we don't have anything to do with prime numbers at all. So with that said, somebody could say, but wait a second, how can a computer calculate prime numbers if that's the, the, there's no reality to prime numbers other than simply the subjective, other than simply our analysis. How can a computer calculate prime numbers? So we, to that, we would say, how can a computer recognize pictures of, let's say, uh, our mom or a dad? How can it do it? We say that the sole reality of a, of a, 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 a when we point to a picture and we say that's my uh, th- that's my mother, for example, uh, whether living or R.I.P. Uh, was my that's my mother, right? What does that mean? Is the picture my mother? No, the picture serves as a sign for us for a particular relation 
uh, that, that we have in our mind. We forget that relation. We're no longer going to say that's my mother. No other way is that my mother, that picture. So what we can do is we can teach a computer to um, note something in this picture and, and then to spit out the result, the, the letters M-O-T-H-E-R, and then to line up whatever is in that picture to find it in other pictures and to likewise put it into a single category. By no stretch of the imagination has the computer itself uh, f- found out who our mother is. And we have these captchas, if that's the right word, C-A-P-T-T, whatever it is. You know, and the, the, when the computer thinks the, it's a bot and you have to find the bridge, why does that work? It's because there's nothing in a picture of a bridge or a stop sign that makes it a bridge or a stop sign whatsoever. A computer could look at that pit or look, quote unquote, it can be inputted into a computer without the adequate that. Um, uh, kind of input of programmers and adequate program, and it could do it from here to infinity. It would never ever find out that that's a bridge because, again, it's simply pixels, what we would call it. Simply is for us a, a perception. We have to, it serves to us as a sign for the concept of a bridge. So a computer can't do that. If, if people to associate uh, the, the term bridge, uh, however it would be encoded in a computer with the pixels, however they're encoded, that we identify as a bridge eventually through artificial intelligence, so-called, a compu- uh, the a computer conceivably can, again, find the correct arrangements of pixels and then place them in a certain category and a certain name, but the computer does not know what a bridge is. It doesn't know what our mother is whatsoever, and it never, ever will. Right? Again, input a bunch of pictures of our relatives to a computer and say, find out who my mother is without having prior uh, input of that information. Never, ever. We understand. So it's the same thing. Computer has no idea what a prime number is. And computer has no relation whatsoever to prime numbers. The computer can churn out particular uh, marks, particular impressions on a screen according to a particular equation that we have put in or particular programming that we have put in that we interpret as prime numbers. And we interpret numbers as prime numbers according to our rules, according to our decisions, according to our complex, very subjective reasonings that we have to insist on. Again, the notion of groups and the notion of notations of variations and the insistence of having an equal amount of members in each group. Okay, so anyhow, we see that um, mathematics is just off that example, which is obviously one out of a numerous amount of examples, just to get the, the gears turning a little bit. Uh, we would say that uh, mathematics is an incredible tool, without a doubt, obviously, as we can well see by the technology that we have. It has enabled us to navigate our experiential reality in an unprecedented way, especially with the combination of applied physics and technology and all kinds of things, computers. And, but at the same time, it, it is by no means some kind of secret backdoor uh, uh, from, from ourself, from our development, from our decisions, from our subjectivity. And we cannot, if we don't want to play ourselves, we shouldn't use it as, uh, as that. We shouldn't suppose that mathematics uh, it, it just, uh, makes, it, makes a wisdom superfluous, makes understanding superfluous, makes true uh, kind of um, inquiry superfluous. Oh, I have this math, this mechanical view of things. I don't need anything else. We probably shouldn't suppose that. Well, at the same time, valuing math because it is incredible. So we can think about it. Thank you for listening.